BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host... Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. It is, in fact, another Bad Monday. I've been wanting to use that tagline for so long. I thought of it forever ago. I think I mentioned it in an episode and I've just been too nervous. And so this week felt right. And uh, I'm going to start saying it. We're going to dub Mondays with new episodes, Bad Mondays. Sorry about the episode last week. Well, not sorry. A bunch of you guys got it early. It uploaded a few days early. And if you're subscribed to the podcast, then it automatically downloaded and you got it. So some of you Probably I that you haven't heard an episode in like a week and a half, but some of you waited till Monday. It was actually really sweet because a lot of you guys were like, I felt too bad listening to it. So I just, I waited like, that's so nice of you. I mean, if it's in your library, have at it. And I'm just, I'm sorry. It wasn't a bonus episode. A lot of people did think it was a bonus episode. And then another one was going to come out on Monday. Unfortunately, no. And you guys ask about bonus episodes. And I feel like in the future, I will probably do them on the main feed at some point. But of course, I can direct you to the Patreon, which is two bonus episodes a month. And a lot of you guys ask about the Patreon, will you get previous episodes? And the answer is yes. Just for this round of Patreon, like I did a Patreon a couple of years ago, those episodes are gone. But this one, like if you sign up now, you'll have the like previous episodes that I've done this year. So I hope that answers that question. And now I want to give you guys a rundown of the Dear Media event that I went to this last weekend. But before I do that, I'm recording on a national holiday. Today is May 10th, which means it is Lucy's 30th birthday. You guys know Lucy. You love her. I know this because every time she's on the podcast, you guys go crazy And I just want to take a moment and tell her happy birthday. And I love her. Obviously, by the time this comes out, her birthday will have passed. But in this moment right now that I'm recording, I am internally celebrating Lucy. I'm very grateful for her. I wish that I could list everything that she has done for me and helped me with and helped me through. But we would be here for a very long time. But you know, one day I'll write a novel and I will dedicate it to Lucy. So happy birthday, Lou. And now let's get into this Dear Media IRL event. Okay, here's let me let me preface this by saying I am so proud of the podcast. Okay. I sometimes don't fully comprehend its scale or its success because I still feel very, very normal. I mean, really the thing that's changed the most in my life is, well, first of all, that this is my career, that I'm able to earn money doing this and support myself. And the second thing is that. I get stopped sometimes in in public, like just like people will say hi to me just every now and again. It's not like an issue. And also, I, I've said this before, but people get really nervous to come say hi to me when I'm in public. Please don't. Please always say hi. It's literally the best thing ever. It makes me feel so cool. <laughs> I have, except I have put a caveat on there that if I'm crying in public, maybe maybe leave it be. But if I'm just hanging around, please come say hi. But those are like the two things. Like I don't do live event. I've done a couple live events, but it's not really in my, what's the word I'm looking for in my like usual repertoire. (laughs) Is that the word? I just don't, I don't do a lot of live events. So there's kind of this separation between like me, Maddie and like the success of the podcast. So with that said, 
the Dear Media IRL event was kind of like the first time that I really, and mind you, I've been doing this almost three years. It was really the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, I have built this. I, I did this. I, I'm on this network with these people that I consider to be celebrities and I'm doing these events and you guys, I'm, I'm meeting you guys. It was like a really cool, it was like my first, I shouldn't say first, but one of my first like immersive experiences in this career. The other thing is that I am the only Dear Media host in, well, I don't want to say this if I'm not totally sure, but I, I think I am the only one in Utah. So I don't interact with a lot of Dear Media people. I mean, we email, of course, you know, I communicate with my producer and every, you know, merch people, things like that. But I'm not really, I'm not going into an office. I'm not going into a studio unless I'm in LA. Like at this moment right now, I'm just recording in my living room. And so I kind of lose the, I I lose that part of it. And I forget that this is something that I've built that I'm really, really proud of. So with all that said, Dear Media reached out like, uh, I don't know, eight ish months ago and said, put aside this weekend, we're going to do an in real life event. And I'm like, cool. I don't even know what that means, but I'm so down. So as you know, time passes and we get closer to the event. They're like kind of explaining to me what this is going to be. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just waiting for somebody to be like, yeah, this is cool. And like, you would be invited if you were a little bit cooler or more famous or better at your job. <laughs> like I'm waiting for that. It hasn't happened yet. Thank goodness. But I get my itinerary for this Dear Media IRL event and they're separating us into panels. So Basically, they they did like a health and wellness panel. They did a business one, social media, reality TV, because there's, you know, people who have been on reality TV on the network. And then they put me on the comedy panel. And I looked at who I'm on the comedy panel with. I'm on the comedy panel with Taylor Strucker and Jackie Schimmel, two women who I have been listening to for years. Like I probably first heard of Taylor and Jackie it was probably 2018 when I started listening to both of them. And I'm like looking at this just in disbelief that I'm about to sit on a stage and like share this moment with these two hilarious and super successful women. So we do this call. First of all, we do this Zoom call with me and Taylor and Jackie. They were like, hey, just by the way, you guys are the only panel with no moderator. And we're like, cool. So we have no outline. We have nobody asking us questions. And I'm like the most intimidated I've ever been. Like I am, I'm easily starstruck. I'm like, seriously, if I see somebody that I just like follow on Instagram, like I get a little bit starstruck. So the fact that I'm on this Zoom call with these two women, I was like blown away. I was trying to keep my cool in a major way. So we have this Zoom call. We kind of prep a little bit and I'm like, I'm just feeling lucky. So then they fly us out to Austin. First of all, they flew us first class. Okay. I'm not a first class girly, but I might have to be now. It was really funny though, because I'm sure the guy next to me was like, this bitch has never flown first class. I was like, I was like trying to get the table out of the, of the armrest. I was like pulling as hard as I could. And he was like, there's a button that does it. I was like, yeah, no, I know. I'm just, duh. I do this literally all the time. Okay. Like it's no big deal. Don't worry about me. But yeah, so they, they flow us first class out there. I, we get to the, or I get to the hotel. I just went by myself and they, we stayed at a place called hotel Zaza in Austin. And that's kind of where dear media is based. Obviously they have their LA office, but the owners, Michael and Lauren live in Austin and they have, I believe they have a studio in Austin as well. That kind of feels like headquarters, maybe like in tandem with the LA office. I would say both of those feel like the dear media places. All of us stayed at Hotel Zaza. I get there and they have the most amazing like PR package for us. Like there's all these goodies and people ask me all the time. They're like, are you so sick of getting free stuff? First of all, no. Second of all, it doesn't happen that often. Okay. Like obviously I have podcast sponsors that I work with and I get to try their products and stuff. But like I see some influencers that get just like buckets of stuff could not be me, could not be me. Every time I get a package, I don't care if it is a pin. I don't care if it's a pair of socks. I am thrilled beyond belief to be receiving literally anything. So I walk in, I have this, oh my gosh, the, this bag, this Dagny Dover bag, it's got all these gorgeous products in it. And then I order room service the elite combo, of course, which is a salad, fries, and a Diet Coke. And I just sat in this hotel room and opened my PR kit and ate my room service. And in that moment, I felt peace and joy. 
Like that was the most amazing moment. So then that night, the night that we got there, we went to a welcome party with all of the hosts. Like the the hosts that I really know the best are JC and Chelsea. They're the ones that I've interacted with. I also know Pia from Everything is the Best, who's just like amazing. And then other than that, I hadn't really met anybody yet. So I got to meet all these Dear Media hosts. I got to meet Lindsay Metzler, who does We Met at Acme, who's another one that I've I've listened to for a really long time. I first heard her on a podcast called Girls Gotta Eat like years and years and years ago. I met her. I ended up meeting Jackie in person. She is as unhinged and incredible in real life. Taylor Strecker, who was amazing. Whitney Port from The Hills, who I was... I was not well. I was not well meeting her. She was so chic. You guys, if you've watched The Hills and like you're picturing Whitney, okay, you, we all know she's like, she's so chic. She's just like fashion embodied. Meeting her, she was 40,000 times like cooler and kinder and just, oh my gosh, it was, I I couldn't believe I was in this room. So I got to meet all of them. And then the next day was the, I keep wanting to call it like a conference event. And it just went so well. It was so fun. We got to sit in the green room. I got to meet Girl Boss Town, Robin Del Monte. She's, I'm guaranteeing that so many of you guys follow her on TikTok. She was the moderator for a bunch of the panels. So I got to sit down, chat with her. She was awesome. Kenzie Elizabeth from I Love You So Much. I'm trying to think of all, I couldn't even name all the podcasts that were there, but it was just a really cool experience. And then me and Jackie and Taylor did our panel and I think it ended up okay. I mean, I was truly so nervous. And again, we didn't have an outline. So we were just kind of riffing the whole time talking about, we talked about trolls on the internet. We talked about, you know, kind of comedic process when recording an episode. And I just, I felt very, I had an out of body experience a little bit, but I was so grateful. And I have had the most pleasant experience when it comes to Dear Media. Like I really have everybody that I've interacted with and everything's gone so smoothly for me with them. And I just feel really lucky. And I liked meeting so many of you and hanging out with you. And Austin was such a cool city. I don't know. I just can't say enough good things about it. So thank you to everybody who came out to that and said hi. And also thank you to Dear Media for just for just loving me and giving me all of these opportunities. So there's the the rundown of that event. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You want to know what I struggle with greatly, and I think a lot of other women struggle with as well, is giving equal time to yourself that you give to other people. There's so much going on, and it's so easy to lose yourself in the mix, whether it's your kids, your friends, your family, your career. It's hard to remember that you also need to be taken care of by you. When we are constantly giving, 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 it can burn us out really quick and stretch us too thin. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, BetterHelp is a great place to start. There's so many worries about starting therapy. I know it can be an uncomfortable process. You're worried about getting in somewhere. You're worried about if you're going to like your therapist, if you're going to have to sit in traffic, if you're going to run into somebody from high school in the waiting room. BetterHelp makes it very convenient. It is entirely online and it is designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. So you just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's like all the boxes that you might be worried about checked. So find more balance in your life with BetterHelp. You can go to betterhelp.com bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bad to get 10% off of your first month of online therapy. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division One athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Next, I want to discuss a few pop culture things that 
I feel like, I don't know. I just, I was feeling a particular, particular pull to discuss these things. First of all, at the Nashville concerts this last weekend, Taylor Swift announced Speak Now, Taylor's version, which is amazing. I myself am not a Speak Now girly. Don't say anything about it. Everybody is allowed to have different tastes. Okay. I made a TikTok about this and I've also mentioned it in previous episodes, but there's like this trend. I, I mean, I consume roughly 9 million TikToks about Taylor Swift every single week. And there's this weird thing going on where people start ranking their favorite albums. And then the comments on the TikTok basically tell them that they are wrong, which is an interesting thing to do considering everything about that is objective. I don't know, man. I just think that I've encountered a lot of Swifties who are a little weird and a little mean. I know that there's so many out there who are normal and happy and excited, but just on the internet, I I seem to see an influx of, of weirdos. But I won't linger on that too much because I know that we talked about that. So yeah, Speak Now coming out, I think it was July 7th. Yeah, because she announced it on 5-5 and it's coming out 7-7. And do we think John Mayer is okay? Probably not, but he'll make it. He'll be okay. The next thing I want to talk about is the coronation of Prince Charles. <laughs> I forgot his name for a minute. I I don't find myself particularly drawn to the royal family. I actually think the obsession with them is very, very interesting because they essentially have no political power. The only thing they really do is like run charities and they're kind of like a symbol. I remember somebody, I don't know if I've said this before, but somebody compared the queen to like the American flag, like just kind of like a symbol of the country no real power, no real anything going on, but just a symbol of the country. And if people just didn't care about the royal family, they would lose everything. Like it's public interest that keeps them famous. And yeah, I don't know. I just very weird vibes from the royal family just in general, very disconnected from reality, very, I don't know, kind of creepy. I just, I like Harry and Meghan. All right. I'm team Meghan Markle. Do with that information what you will. I obviously love Princess Diana because I'm a human woman and I would be insane if I didn't love Princess Diana. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm just not crazy about the royal family in general. So the coronation, I remember, I or I remember this happened two days ago, I wore my Diana shirt to Austin and somebody was like, are you so excited for the coronation? I was like, no, because my life will change about zero percent. Like nothing could affect me less than the coronation. It's basically like celebrating a random girl in Germany's birthday. That's about how much my life will be affected by the coronation. And I just think they're creepy. Like I think the Prince Andrew stuff and the pedophile stuff, like it's just all gross. And I think people who are that detached from reality, I think they get into weird stuff and creepy things. And I don't know, they're just, they're not for me. So team Meghan Markle forever. Okay. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about is the new Little Mermaid. I think that Halle Bailey, great choice. I think she's gorgeous, amazing voice, very, very into her. I just don't like any Disney remakes. I haven't liked a single one. I haven't liked Lion King, Jungle Book, Aladdin. Okay. I will say I did like the Cinderella with Lily James and not Kit Harrington. His name's Kit in the movie. What's his name? Rob Stark. What's his name? Okay, now I have to Google it because it's going to drive me nuts. And you guys are probably all screaming it at me, screaming it at me right now. Lily, did I say Lily Collins? It's Lily James, right? Yeah, it's Lily James. I typed in Lily Collins. Let me see here. Richard Madden. Oh, Rob Stark, of course. Yeah, I like that one. But other than that, any remake, I'm just, I'm not into. I'm sorry. I need something new. Like I said last week, I just... I need some chick flicks in my life. Okay. I'm done. I'm done with the remakes. I'm done with the sequels. I just need a cliche love story with some mid-range actors. That's all I need. Enough with the Marvel, enough with the Disney remakes. I'm good. Okay. So now that I've unloaded literally everything onto you, it's time to discuss this week's topic. 
as many of you know, I am in my dating era because I got divorced a while ago. And I I may have or may not have done a, a little a little soft launch, just a very, very gentle one. I actually saw on Instagram that it's called a dump launch because it was in the middle of a photo dump. I just, you know, snuck one in there. Like it was just like the most casual thing in the world. Uh, I did get a DM from somebody that was like, wait, aren't you married? And I was like, girl, you may have missed about six months of episodes. But anyway, so I'm, I am dating, but that means that these last months I have had to reignite, reignite my, my ick radar. Because when you're, you know, in, in the dating world, you gotta, you gotta remember what you do and don't like. Like I haven't dated since I was 20, too. So I had to, I had to remember and I had to find new ones and I had to, you know, some things bug me now that didn't bug me then. Some things don't bug me now that would have bugged me then there. It's a, it's a whole thing. So while I was in this process, I was finding myself thinking about my own icks, not only that, like things that give me the ick, but also myself icks, you know, things that I do that I don't think somebody else would like or that I don't even like. But I thought that now would be a perfect time to discuss your icks and let me decide if it is in fact a deal breaker or if it's, you know, if you can work through it. Most icks, well, I don't even want to say most icks because I do feel like if you don't like somebody for whatever reason, you don't have to have a a, a clear explanation. It could just be that you don't like them. It could just be that you don't like the way they do a certain thing. You don't have to stay with anybody just because it looks great on paper. Like if they do something that really, like if you hate the way they eat, if you can't stand the way they eat, if it's going to affect you deeply for your whole relationship, you don't have to stay. It's fine. You're allowed to break up with anybody for whatever reason you see fit. So icks are not always deal breakers, but sometimes you guys write me, write me, like icks and you'll be like, it's such a small deal. I like, it's such a little issue, but I obsess over it and I can't handle it. And it makes me not like him. Like, that's fine. You don't have to stay with him. It's all right. Even if it's a dumb reason, it just means your chemistry isn't there. Or maybe the, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not meant to be. He's not your person. So let's get into some of these icks. This is a, this is also another one where I don't know what they are. I I have a list of them here. I haven't gone through them. I just have this topic like lives on my Instagram bio. So if you go to the Instagram, the the like milkshake website in my Instagram bio, and then you swipe over to the right or swipe left, whatever it is, you'll see all the topics that are there forever that you can just always submit. Because I, I realized so many people were like, oh, I don't know when you're going to do this episode. And I keep missing the question submissions. So I put the big the big ones up on there. So the ones that live there right now are the things that haunt us or like, you know, things that you did forever ago that are still keeping up at night. Judge Maddie, am I the asshole? Petty, petty princess. Is this ick? Bad dates, worst in-laws, dumb, dumb club, roommate horror, small scale drama, bad bosses and wedding hells, which is like bad wedding trends or just like horrible things that have happened at weddings. So all of those are there all the time. So if you're like, oh, I missed this, just go ahead and submit it there because I will circle back to this topic and I will find your submission. So I'm just going in raw to this. I'm just pulling up this Google Doc and going through the recent submissions. And I think this is going to be a good time. So let's begin. Here we go. First, ick. Okay. So listen, My husband brushes his teeth and then rinses the toothbrush and then puts it right back into the charger, like while it is still dripping wet. He doesn't do a little tap tap on the side of the sink to knock off any water. He just puts it back on the charger. I cringe every time he does it and every time I see it. He does not see the ick in this situation at all. I mentioned this ick to his sister one day and she was still waiting for the punchline. She did not realize the big ick punchline was him not tapping the toothbrush off at the end. She thought that seemed normal. And I felt like my universe bubble popped. Is this ick or not? Being 100% honest, this does not strike me as ick. I get that it's probably kind of weird. I give my toothbrush a little tap tap before, you know, mine lives in a drawer. So I just throw it in there, but I don't like dry off my toothbrush or anything. So I don't find it that weird. But this just reminded me when you said that you were talking to your husband's sister about it, because the last time I did an ick episode, I texted all of my sisters-in-law because sometimes I forget that like my sisters-in-law fell in love with my brothers. Like they, 
like dated and they kiss and have children together and stuff. Like that's what's happening with my older brothers. Like they have like girls who are in love with them and probably get the ick at them. So I texted all my sisters-in-law and I said, listen, I need to know what gives you the ick about my brothers. And they all answered really quite quickly. So brothers, if you're listening to this, stand your toes. You should be worried. Next one. Not sure if this qualifies as an ick, but my husband doesn't open the part of the water bottle you put your mouth on when he puts them in the dishwasher. like a flip top lid. What's the point of washing it if you don't allow it to get clean on the dirtiest part? Well, wouldn't you take the lid off? Like wouldn't you wash both parts? Like when I wash my water bottles, I take off the top and I put that in separately. And then I put the water bottle part, like where all the cups go. So I think just opening it, you might be also wrong if you're just opening up a flip top lid and throwing it in the dishwasher. Cause I feel like what you really need to rinse is the inside. However, I'm not going to score this very high on the ick level because I didn't start washing my like like water bottles or like my Stanley cups until like a year and a half ago because I was like, all I'm putting in there is water. Like, what's the big deal? Like, what am I going to rinse it out with water? Like, it's already in there. And then it hit me how disgusting like the straw was getting and how I would like leave old water in there and then just put new. Oh, it grosses me out now. But yeah, I uh, I would get the ick. I just, I understand the ick when it's just something obvious. <laughs> like, obviously, the mouthpiece needs to get washed. Okay, next one. My husband calls people goon or goober, and I quite literally feel like I'm going to die. I like the word goon. I don't like the word goober. I don't like that <laughs> at all. I've had a couple husbands DM me, and they're like, Hey, can you stop doing ick episodes? Because my wife, my wife submits the things I do and it makes me feel bad. And I want to be like, that's a personal problem. You need to stop giving her the ick. Like that's just, I'm here to just relay information. That has been a really interesting part of the podcast process for me is when I hear from people that like their story was told on the podcast or like they know somebody or they heard a different version and they reach out to me. And I always just want to be like, I don't know what I, I can do. I'm just here for, for the giggles. I don't like people have been like, can you clarify that this happened? And I'm like, no, I can't, (laughs) I can't actually do that. First of all, because I always make things anonymous. Like I try to change names or you guys change names. And then like, I, I try to put on the Google forms and you guys submit them like that you acknowledge that this story could be read in its entirety. And yeah, especially with like the best friend breakup ones, I heard from a lot of people that were like, that's not how it happened and blah, blah, blah. And this and this. I don't really know what I can do because the person listening is probably the only person who knows it's about them. Like nobody's listening to it and being like, oh yeah, I know exactly who that happened to. So I don't really know guys. Every time I get those messages, I just kind of freeze. You know, I just kind of sit and reread it and I don't know what I can do. I don't know. All right, let's go on to the next one. My husband never blows his nose. He plugs one nostril, blows out the other, and then wraps his finger with... No. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. He plugs one nostril, blows out of the other, and then wraps his finger with a tissue and sticks it up his nose. He does this repeatedly, alternating nostrils, at least 10 times a day when he's sick. Not only does he do this at home, he does it in public. Ick level five. Ick level five, 100%. We just, we score these one through five. One is no big deal. Five is divorce. Um, So divorce is the only option. That is the grossest thing. Just like, why... What's going on with the like phlegm production in a man's body? Like, I don't know any man who doesn't wake up and immediately like have their head full of mucus. And it's the grossest thing in the world to me. Speaking of this, eh, kind of speaking of this, I started mouth taping at night, (laughs) literally three nights ago. Like last night was my third night of ever doing it because first of all, I feel like it's going to help my face shape. I don't know why. I'm just convinced that it's going to help my like you know, like gullet that I have working. But also I wake up and my throat hurts like every single night or every single morning because I sleep with a fan and I feel like it blows like cold, dry air into my throat. And then I wake up and my throat hurts. So I haven't known what to do about it. Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and like drink a bunch of water, but still it's because I'm sleeping with my mouth hanging wide open. So I got some like surgical tape on, well, it's not, it's actually like made for mouth taping on Amazon. And it works like a charm. It, it's not nearly as suffocating as I thought it was going to be. Yawning is hard, I will say. <laughs> but it helps like when I wake up, 
my mouth isn't dry. I don't have like crusties all over my nose and mouth. Like I just, I really do feel like it helps. And daddy Huberman said to do it. And I do anything he tells me to do. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. Spring is upon us, and it is a time of growth, of transformation, of blooming. And Dipsy is here to help you explore the sensual side of yourself this season. With Dipsy's sexy audio stories, you can indulge in your blooming desires, newfound passions, and the thrill of taking risks. There are so many different types of aural pleasures to explore. Aural with an A that you listen to with your ears, not the other one that you're thinking of, but whatever, they've got that too. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. They're also radically inclusive and they have stories for straight and queer listeners and new content is released every week. So maybe you have your favorites that you listen to again and again, but you can always find something new to explore. And they also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. I just got this little headband thing that has like Bluetooth headphones in it so I can wear it while I fall asleep. And let me tell you, Dipsy is sounding great on those. For listeners of my show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. One more time, that's dipsystories.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Made by Mary. So Mother's Day is over. I'm sure you all gifted your mom a Made by Mary piece, but now it is time to treat yourself because I'm here to remind you about the gorgeous collection that I designed with the Made by Mary team. We did three pieces all of which I am desperately obsessed with. First, we've got the necklace that says petty, because what is better than embracing your inner petty, petty princess? Not much. I love being petty and I love bragging about it. And it's in like this beautiful script because it's so funny to me when you wear this gorgeous necklace, it's gold. They also have it in silver and it has this word on it. And people are like, oh, what does that say? And then they get a little closer and it says petty. How hilarious is that? We also have the best friends bracelet that you can buy for yourself. You can buy for your friends, for anybody. And then we all have matching best friend bracelets. How cute is that? And we also have the shut up ring, which the shut up face is you. So it's really telling yourself to shut up. It's really telling that inner voice that tells you you're not good or cool enough. It tells you to shut up. Not only are the pieces fun and funny and I loved creating them, but I love knowing that they are made of really, really high quality materials and you can wear them 24-7. Made by Mary has over 40,000 five-star reviews and the pieces are personalized and hand-stamped by talented women right here in my home state of Utah. I love to see it. Even if you don't buy my pieces, which is rude, but I understand because everything at Made by Mary is gorgeous and high quality. So visit madebymary.com and enter the code BAD at checkout for 10% off of your order. That's M-A-D-E-B-Y-M-A-R-Y.com, code BAD at checkout to get 10% off of your order. All right, next one. Okay, this might make me heartless, but I once dated a, this guy who gave me the ick constantly. I'm genuinely surprised that we lasted as long as we did. To name a few of the icks that haunt me to this day, he only wore neon Vans or Converse. He would wear graphic tees with the weirdest things on them to the point where I was embarrassed to be seen in public with him. But the ick that takes the cake is that he ruptured his spleen going down a bunny hill on a snowboard. There was barely a slope and six-year-olds were passing him. Now, you might be thinking I'm just a heartless monster who's making fun of a guy who can't snowboard, but the whole reason we started dating was because he slid into my DMs telling me that he was a big snowboarder. So not only did this man lie to me, he put himself in the hospital for three days because of it. Ick level five, goodbye. This is like the one <laughs> I've seen going around. It's like, I got the ick because he got in a car accident. It's so messed up. It really is. But I feel like when you get the ick, it just goes to show that your infatuation with them is not strong enough. Because if you like a guy enough, if you're like, if you have a big enough crush on somebody, those embarrassing things that they do, like 
watching them trip or watching them bowl or watching them chase a ping pong ball. They're just kind of endearing when you really like somebody. It's not to say that that you don't hate them and they're not like, why are you doing that? But when the chemistry is strong enough, it just doesn't, it doesn't change how you feel about them. So really the icks are nobody's fault. It's actually just a great signal that they're probably not for you. Okay. Next one. Full-grown men who wear bow ties. With a tux for your wedding, fine. But a full-grown man wearing a bow tie to another event, ick. I don't even like him for a wedding, to be honest. I don't like, bow ties feel very goofy to me. They feel very, like, just not needed. I feel like a tie, 100% of the time, looks better. Even on, like, red carpets. I'll see red carpets with, like, super handsome A-listers and they've got a bow tie on, like it's, it's a huge ick. I totally agree. They just are so unserious to me. Okay. Next one. I was the ick. I went on a date once to frozen yogurt. It was an acai place. I argued with my date because I thought it was pronounced acai. He corrected me and said it was acai. We, we argued back and forth. And then at the end of the date, he said he wasn't into me anymore. (laughs) So cringe. That is a huge ick that I get for myself when I am so sure about something. Like when I'm so sure that I I start acting like the other person is like so dumb for thinking what they're saying. And I'm like, are you serious? Like this happened to me the other day. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, do you honestly think that? Like I was being like kind of a bitch about it. And then we Googled it and I could not have been more wrong. Nothing hurts more than that. Nothing hurts, but nothing feels better than when the opposite happens to you and somebody's making you feel so dumb and you give it a light Google and you are actually correct. But how about when you Google it and you're wrong and you're like trying to change the subject like really fast and like hide your phone and be like, I don't even care about it. I actually don't even care. Why are we even on this topic? It's so stupid. And everybody knows that you're just the most wrong you've ever been in your entire life. All right, let's go on to the next one. Grown women who have long hair to slash past their butt. Never been a fan, especially when it's really nasty and uneven at the end. Unfortunately, I haven't cut my hair for some time and I usually have it in a braid or a bun. I straightened it the other day and it's to my butt. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Scheduling a haircut ASAP. Yeah, I can't say that I love hair down past your butt. However, that could be rooted in jealousy because my hair has never grown past my collarbone. Literally ever. Like not once in my life has my hair of my own, of my own hair, (laughs) what been past my collarbone. But yeah, I just, sometimes you just need a little trim. You just need a little cleanup, a little highlight. It's fine. It just, it is giving short Creek. If you know, you know. Okay. Next one, Maddie. He loves the minions like a lot, like too much. I suggested we go see it as a joke And he was like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to see that for a while. And he was serious, 1 million percent serious. And then we saw it and he kept giggling at all the dumb things the minions were doing, like stuff a little kid or an old grandma would laugh at. And all too often I would let, or an all too often would a little giggle slip out. To make it worse, the giggles weren't even cute. Maddie, please, please, please save me from this minion, man. This is beyond level five. Like this is so far past, like this is, um, this is like an issue. This is like maybe a mental illness, I would say that obsessed with minions. I knew a family once where the dad was so obsessed with minions that he kicked one of his kids out of their bedroom to make it a minions collectible room. Like that, I, I'm sorry, if if you're listening to this and you love the minions, s- seek help because it is it is a red flag. I'm so with you. Give me his name and phone number. I will call him. Okay, next one. I get the ick when he jumps at the indoor trampoline gym. I second this and I also get the ick at myself when I go to trampoline places. Like I will have so much fun. I'll be with my nieces and nephews. We'll be like jumping, vibing, playing. And then I realize what I'm doing as an almost 30-year-old woman and I am ill. I'm ill at the thought of what I'm participating in. Oh, this was a, perfect. This next one is exactly the same thing. My husband is amazing in every way and I love him, but I cannot get over one thing and it causes me extreme ick every time he does it. It's the way he incessantly tries to do a backflip at the indoor trampoline park straight to jail. Yeah, I I always think I'm going to really, really reel the crowd in when I do a front flip or a backflip. Like I think everybody is about to be so impressed with me. And every time I've done it, not only do the adults not care at all, 
never once has a kid cared. Like, I always think that my niece is going to be like, Maddie, you're so amazing and talented. She's like, cool, I can do it better. And then no one cares about it. So I just, I think it's time I give up like tricks at the trampoline park. Okay, next one. I was on my third date with this guy and I was starting to catch some feels. During dinner, I was too nervous, nervous, nervous to finish my gyro. I placed on the tray in, indicating that I was finished. About five minutes later, he reached for half my half-eaten raw onions that were on top and put them in his mouth. Fries would be understandable, but I felt like the raw onions were next level. I didn't think too much about it until I was recapping the date with my friend. What is the ick level here? Oh, this one's hard because it's just kind of like a food preference. I don't think liking raw onions is that weird. I, I don't, I like, a. I mean, I wouldn't reach over and grab it off of somebody's plate. Like by no means would I ever do that, but I don't necessarily think that it is a deal breaker. I would maybe give it a level three ick, like something you could definitely tease him about and like laugh about and be like, that's so gross, but not like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's like, okay, that is such a huge red flag. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm going off of what I do. Like at the end of a meal, I don't know what is wrong with me, but if I'm at a meal with, I mean, usually I just do this with my family. I wouldn't do it like on a group date or definitely not on a one-on-one date. But like if I'm at dinner with my family, the minute I finish eating my food, 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 I turn into a street rat. I start picking at everybody's plates. Like I eat the like all my nieces, nephews, like chicken nuggets or like the ends of people's fries or like bites of things. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a nervous habit, but I can't stop. And I, yeah, I didn't notice it until somebody pointed out, which is not the, my favorite thing that I've ever had pointed out to me. Okay. Next one. This is so embarrassing, but her, okay. I'm wondering if this is a woman who's dating this woman, or if this is a guy who submitted this because it says, this is so embarrassing, but her follower to following ratio on Instagram was super uneven. Like she was following more than double the amount of people that followed her. I feel really bad, but it was just a first date weird hangout with her friends. So no harm was really done. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it to you straight. Get a grip. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares how many people they're following on Instagram and how many followers they have? I feel like this is like if this, if I were answering this and it was 2012, I would be giving you a very different answer. But luckily for all of us, we now know that this is just, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's, it's fine. Uh, no judgment towards you. But if somebody listening out there is struggling with this, I give that a big old stamp of who cares. All right. Next one. I went on a first date to a pretty fancy event that actually ended up being a lot of fun. He was a great date and easy to talk to and pretty cute too. But he showed up in a maroon dress shirt. And for some reason, it gave me the ick and I couldn't get over it. I hate maroon dress shirts. You know what? For some reason, I agree. I agree. It's giving like prom 2009. It's giving MySpace. It's giving football senior year banquet. Like I am so with you on a maroon dress shirt. I don't think that there should be any other type of like formal dress for a guy except black pants, a white shirt, and a black tie. I mean, the tie, maybe we could discuss, maybe we can discuss a different color, but other than that, I feel like we should just stick with the basics. We should go with the, the hard win, which is just wear a white dress shirt. Okay. No bow ties, no maroon, like somehow maroon really is the worst color, like baby blue, light purple, light pink, any other color would have been acceptable except maroon. Why did I feel this so deep? I don't know. I need to really dig into why I believe this is the worst thing I've ever heard. When I picture a maroon dress shirt, I picture this kid I went to high school with who would smoke spice at lunch every day in the Del Taco Taco parking lot. That's what it reminds me of. So maybe that's my trigger. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Nutrafol. Did you guys know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? That is 50%, in case you didn't know. If you're among them, just know that you are not alone because hair thinning is totally normal, but Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. 
Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients. So you get the most reliable results. If you're not sure what the cause of your thinning hair is, you can go to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz. Then you can identify the root cause and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning like stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off of your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BAD. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code BAD. One more time, that's Nutrafol.com promo code BAD. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. Nobody really knows for sure the future of their business, especially in times like these. So everybody who's running a business is looking for ways to save money and every little bit helps. ShipStation gives you access to discounts of up to 84% off of USPS and UPS rates, and you can manage every order from one simple to use dashboard. I started a business of my own with absolutely no clue what I was doing. I had I barely knew how to mail a letter, let alone mail out orders upon orders from my website. ShipStation made it super easy and way more affordable because when you lower your shipping costs and you can make returns easy, your customers stay happy while you save money. ShipStation hooks you up with industry-leading discounts, so you'll never worry about overpaying for shipping. And if the discounts weren't enough, you can also use my promo code to try ShipStation for free for two months. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. And I am one of them. Signed up pre-podcast sponsorship might I add. Worry less about the bottom line when you save money with ShipStation. You can go to ShipStation.com and use the code BAD today to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com. You'll click the microphone at the top of the page, enter the code BAD, and sign up today for your free 60-day trial. All right, next one. I took your advice. No one has to be with anyone if they don't want to. It's our human right. So my now ex that I got the major ick with used to do this thing that I could not stand. We'd go grocery shopping and he would push the cart. The way he did it though, he would lean both elbows on the bar where you push with your hands the whole time, the whole grocery trip. He'd walk around hunched over on the cart, like stand up straight, please. I understand doing this for a minute while you wait in line or a quick rest, but this was every time for the entirety of the grocery ship. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with my pronunciation today. It made me so angry and embarrassed to no end. You know, I'm just going to salute you because you started it with no one has to be with anyone if they don't want to. Because would I rate this an ick for me? Probably not, but I probably want to notice. Some of us just notice more like the wet toothbrush. I personally probably wouldn't notice. Is that because like 40% of the time I live in a fantasy world? Yes. Okay. Next one. We are married, so I guess it's too late to be a deal breaker. I know it's a me problem, though. Whenever we go to self-checkout at Walmart, we have multiple and we have multiples of something. Instead of scanning each item, he will scan one multiple times. I know. I know this is normal and so many people do it, but it gives me the biggest ick. See, this is this is what we're talking about. That indescribable like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, why are you doing it that way? That's kind of like there's like the angry ick and then the like embarrassed ick. I tend to veer towards angry ick, I will say. Like I rarely let things slide. Like if somebody's doing something embarrassing that I don't like, I will nine times out of 10 be like, why are you doing it that way? Why would you not do it the more efficient way? Why would you not do it the better way? AKA my way. Like I, I definitely veer towards that. Props to all of you who can let these things slide. I would probably have had more success in my relationships <laughs> if I had just shut up just not said it. I'm now learning like in my, I'm, I mean, I'm almost 30. I'll be 30 this year, October 14th, put it in your calendar. I'm now learning that I don't actually need to say everything I think. Sometimes I can just let things go. Like because I get the annoyed ick where I'm like, please stop doing it that way. 
I've realized that I don't actually probably need to do that with every little thing that comes to my mind. Like if it's a one-time thing, I can just let it go. It's not going to do anything for anybody. It's like I'm learning to emotionally regulate and just keep my mouth shut about feelings that are not going to be productive towards anybody, including myself. If it's something that I really feel like I need to bring up, obviously I'm going to talk about it. If it's something that's an actual issue, but if like he just does something weird once, like I don't need to acknowledge it and like make them feel dumb. Like I feel like that's what I have done a lot. And this is like not fun or easy to talk about because I think that it's just an immature thing that I've done. And I'm, I'm just, I'm learning that I don't need to do that. So anyway, in case you wanted a little, little tidbit of therapy talk, I go through with myself. All right, next one. I get major ick from my husband when we're driving and he asks me to pull up Google Maps because he doesn't know how to get to our destination. Like, sir, only one of us can be directionally challenged in this relationship and it's me. You're the man. You have a built-in compass. No, I'm not pulling up Google Maps for you. I'm too busy being a passenger princess. Princess, get your shit together. Men should always know where we are at all times. Like, you should be able to get me home with the North Star. Like, there should be, you shouldn't need to look at anything. And uh, I actually find that to be a really hot quality when a guy like knows exactly where something is, when he can like navigate after going somewhere once. I'm like, okay, damn. But yeah, I agree with you. If somebody couldn't do that, I would judge them. I would. Is that a little bit, you know, bias of me? Is that unfair? A little prejudice, maybe? A little sexist? It might be. But I want you to put that boy or what is it called? Scouts, Eagle Scout to good use and get me home without looking at your phone. Not only that, should you not be, you shouldn't be looking at your phone while you're driving. You should be only paying attention to me. If you have to look at a map, that's taking time off of you looking at me. And I don't like that very much. <laughs> okay, next one. So my guy best friend is scared of bugs. Side note, but lately I've, I think we've grown to like each other a lot, even though I have a boyfriend at the moment, but I've been planning on how to break up with him for the past weeks because he's just not the one. My boyfriend is a nice guy, but no. Anyway, wow, I need, I need some elaboration on that. Maddie, my guy best friend is really, really, really scared of bugs and he calls them critters. He told me about his childhood trauma with bugs and honestly, it's kind of valid. He, he once had crawdads all over him, thousands of ants crawling up his legs because he shoved a hose down an anthill when he was little. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, if I've lived in the country my whole life, so most bugs don't bother me too much. So if we end up together, I'll be the one dealing with all the critters. So is him being deathly afraid of all these critters and me consequently becoming the bug dealer with her, ick. I will appreciate any input and I love you and the podcast so much. <sighs> it's annoying. It is. I get it. And I feel like there needs to be a compromise made. Like obviously nobody likes bugs. I mean, you're saying that they don't bother you too much, but nobody enjoys like dealing with bugs. If you do, you, I, I don't know what to tell you, but like nobody likes dealing with bugs. So there has to be some, it's like, who's going to clean up your kids throw up? You know, nobody's like, oh, me, me, me. I really want to do it. Nobody's like thrilled about cleaning up barf. Just like nobody's thrilled about killing a bug. But you got to have, you got to have some sort of thing. And like, okay, I get it. I get like childhood trauma with bugs. But like all of us had weird trauma with bugs as kids. Like all of us had like an older brother do something weird with a bug or like, you know, had like cockroaches crawl over our feet or like something like. So for that to be like, oh, he's too traumatized to like kill an ant when it's in our house. I'm sorry, but that's going to have to adjust. That's going to have to adjust if you guys end up together. I'm just saying. Next one. I've been hanging out with this guy for a couple months and I've never had such a strong emotional connection. I connected with him more in one week than I ever did with my ex-husband. Relatable. I went grocery shopping with him and he asked what toothbrush I used. I told him my preferences and he then he asked what kind and then I asked him what kind he likes to use. He grabbed the kid's crest you know, the kind, the sparkly bubblegum kind. He said he loved the taste so much that he felt like he could eat it. I thought he was joking, but he ended up buying three boxes. I made it very clear to him that I couldn't trust him anymore. And it was so inappropriate. <laughs> See, that's like, I would do that. I would say something like I would be like, be an adult and buy the mint. Okay. You're not buying kids. First of all, kids toothpaste is like made of sugar. Like I like, I mean, I don't know the last time I used it, but I remember thinking as a kid, like this is candy. Like I'm just brushing my teeth with candy. No. So I am impressed with you for saying something. It's exactly what I would have done. And if he doesn't stop, I would seriously like, like I have had it before where a guy does like something that gives me the ick and I've like firmly laid down. Like that is a big deal to me. <laughs> like 
I'm sorry. You can call out stupid if you want to. This is the beauty of dating post-divorce. And I'm sure that you feel the same because you're saying that you made it very clear to him that you couldn't, that he could not do this. You're just very clear about what you do and don't like. Like, and there's not really room for like discussion about it. Obviously there's compromise and all of that in relationships, but it's just kind of easier to be like, no, I don't like that. So don't do it. Or if you want to do it, then I don't want to hang out. Like, it's just kind of a no brainer when you've been through like a marriage and a divorce with somebody that you can just make those things very clear from the beginning. I wish I could have done that when I was younger. I hope you guys, I hope you guys take my advice. Okay. Next one. I was messaging a guy on a dating app, but he would end every single message with LOL. Like his message would read, I like this band, LOL, but in every single message is this ick. It would give me the ick for sure. For sure. Maybe if you're like totally vibing with him and you want to hang out with him, uh, see if that's better. But if I was messaging somebody, you can tell so much by how your texting chemistry goes. Like it is the easiest way to see if you you know have the same sense of humor as somebody if you have the same like daily schedules if you have the same like texting is a big deal and i feel like for my, at least my generation millennials we grew up thinking that like texting was not it like wasn't as real as hanging out in person which i get obviously there has to be that connection in person but i can tell if i'm going to like somebody based on how we text or like they're texting styles or how they joke or how they respond or how they handle my sense of humor. Like texting, I don't know. I just feel like it's a bigger deal than people make it. People minimize it all the time. And I just, I like to get a feel for somebody based on how they text. So if I didn't like how they texted, I would probably, I would probably bring it up or at least give them one hangout. And then if it wasn't like stellar, I would, I would be done. All right. She says, hi, Maddie, love you. We are not undecided if this is ick and I know you'll agree. I live in Chicago and the dating pool is awful in any major city because you have to weed through so many weird guys. I digress. I meet this guy on Hinge and he asks me to go to this really nice restaurant that I've been dying to go to. I say yes, like a nice restaurant. So I dress up and he picks me up and says, I actually wound up getting Blackhawks tickets instead. I hope that's okay. I'm sorry, what? This is not even the ick. We're sitting so close to each other on a first date, which is weird enough. But I glance over and the background on his phone is his mother. Not even a picture of him and his mom just his mom. So I have to sit through an entire sporting event of all things, knowing I'm never talking to this guy again. Okay. I get it. I see you. I hear you. I do want to ask if she's alive because I feel like if she's not, this could be a real dick move of you. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Let's go through both scenarios. If she is no longer with us, if she has moved on, really sweet. I think that's very sweet. And I don't think it's weird at all. If she's alive, it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. It's number one weirdness, level five, ick, run away as fast as you can. That is an important factor though. If you're listening to this and this is you, please let me know. Okay. Next one. My husband gave me the major ick when we first started dating. And yes, we were happily married. The first picture we have together is a big group picture where he was that guy who had to lay across the ground in the front while everyone stood behind him. I'm sweating just typing this. Definitely not a deal breaker. And he hasn't done it ever since. Thank goodness. I honestly wonder if I told him how weird it was. It was almost 10 years ago. That guy, that's a good time guy, which is not, I mean, not necessarily a bad thing. I love a guy who wants to have fun, who wants to party, who wants to, you know, get people entertained. But there is a type of good time guy that like, he's the guy that like, he like wears the the t-shirts with the tuxedo print on them, you know, like that guy. Okay. Next one. This is going to be a reverse question for you. I listen to your podcast only when I work out. If I want to listen to your podcast, I make myself go on a run. I feel like this is something you would hate, but it makes me laugh and gets me outside of the house at least every Monday. I am not anti-workout. I probably have have made jokes about that or like talked about it in the past, like that I hate working out. I very much like to work out. I mean, okay, what am I trying to say? I don't I don't like it. I like how I feel afterwards. I understand the benefits. I try to do it. I feel better when I do it. I totally understand. I am not anti-workout. However, I am very, very scared of workout instructors. They are my biggest fear. They are the most intimidating people to me. I don't necessarily look forward to our interactions because I'm scared. 
But if you listen to my podcast when you run, I love it for you. About once every three years, I tell myself that I'm going to become a runner. And every single time after about a 40 second jog, I realize it's not for me. But guys, my older brother ran a half or like ran, swam, biked a half Ironman this last weekend. Shout out to my brother, Taylor. That is very, very impressive. All right. He uses the word behold before sharing something. (laughs) Yeah, I would qualify that as an ick. Level three, though, for sure you need to make fun of him and make sure he never does it again. If he's mad about it and says that he has to say behold, then we bump that up to a level five. Okay, next one. Maddie, I need help. There's this guy I saw at church a couple months ago and he caught my eye. The following week, I noticed him also at the gym and we've chatted a few times there. We were making progress when everything went downhill. Once a week at the local church we go to has a college night, which we both attend. It was there that I realized that he always sits in the very front row. It's not like that's the only seating option either. He will intentionally get there early to snag that dead center spot right in front of the speaker. My life is crumbling and I just can't seem to get past this. Why the hell would you fight for front row at a college night? Anyway, I need major Maddie advice. Here's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it's a blanket statement, but it kind of is. Eagerness is not always sexy. So like any over eager guy, like, you know, what's the, what's the song? Oh, it's actually from, (laughs) it's actually from Wicked, which is probably giving the ick that I am going to quote Wicked, but there's this song in there called Dancing Through Life. And there is a line that says, why true or those who don't try and never look foolish. And it is, I have found unfortunately true. I understand like if you like something or if you're a fan of something and like you're excited about it, but like if you're trying to play it cool, if you're trying to get the girl, if you're trying to just be like, you know, kind of suave, you can't be over eager, excited. Yes. Enthusiastic. Yes. Eager and impatient. No, not hot. Okay. I'm sorry that I quoted wicked. I'm not actually that proud of it, but I just, it fit. Okay. After I heard that song when I was like 10, I realized that I liked when a guy was just a little bit more cool about something, just a little bit more easygoing. I'm not saying don't like the things you like or don't be excited about them. I'm just saying keep it cool, man. Okay. We have, let's see. Sorry, this is a long one. There's this guy I've been talking to and he's really bad at talking about and sharing his feelings. I noticed something was up the other day and I asked him how he was doing. He told me he didn't want to be a bother and that it wasn't important. I had to tell him probably five separate times that he wasn't bothering me because I asked how he was doing and that means I want to hear it. He then proceeds to tell me that he'd be more than happy to talk about it, but he'd let it be on my time, pretty much putting it on me when he would talk about his problems. Let it be on my, oh, so like she would have to be the one to be like, hey, now you can talk about it. I love when people feel like they can talk to me, but it will be on your time and not mine. I'm sorry, that phrasing confused me, but I think basically she's saying that she wants him to bring it up and not just leave it on her to ask about it. He wanted to drive around and talk, but I had stuff going on. So I told him he could just type it out. After I responded, he proceeds to say that I don't have to do anything for him and that he'll just move past it. Pretty much going back on all the things he said and I validated. I'm so frustrated at how insecure he is being even after I reassure him. He needs to figure this out because it's really just pissing me off. This is a confusing thing. I think for, again, generalizing here, but for men to know that it is okay to be open, it's actually like encouraged and very attractive. And it's one thing to just unload and be negative constantly, but it's another thing to just like trust the person that you're with and open up to them. So I can see how somebody would get the ick and like get the kind of annoyed ick where it's like, you know, you're trying to be with them and build this relationship on like trust and respect and openness. But then that person is like being really weird. It's It's not, I mean, that's something that a guy or whoever the partner is who's having a hard time with that needs to work on because it's kind of like the foundational part of a relationship is being able to be open with that person. So if you're listening to this and you have a hard time opening up, I mean, therapy is a great, a great option. Asking your friends for help on how to be more vulnerable. Lots of resources out there. Vulnerability is key. Okay. All right. Next one. I went on a date with this guy who one time leaned his seat so far back when he drove because he thought it looked cool. He was at the point where he was almost reclining. He was so far from the steering wheel that he kind of had to lift his head up and reach his arms straight out to be able to drive. (laughs) It was the biggest ick I've ever experienced. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I give the opposite ick, which is I have to be scooted, scooted, scootied, 
so far forward, my knee hits the like console. Like I sometimes get shin splints from driving because I have to crank my foot so far back to be able to switch from gas to brakes. I just feel more insecure, more insecure, more in control. I feel more secure. I feel like I'm driving a spaceship when I'm all locked in. So yeah, it would give me, it would give me the ick. All right. We'll end on this one. He double knotted his sweatshirt around his waist and I instantly knew the relationship was toast because of the visceral reaction that I had. This on top of having normal conversations with his mom in, you guessed it, a baby voice was absolutely too much. Godspeed to his new girlfriend. Double knotting a sweatshirt around your waist is saved for girls who bleed through their pants while they're on their period and grandmas at Disneyland. Those are the only two categories of people who are allowed to double knot a sweatshirt around your waist. All right, that's all we have time for today. I hope I can provide just a little bit of assistance. I'm just here to be your sounding board when it comes to dating and X. And it's very interesting because I am now in this boat. I used to like come at you guys with like the marriage lens and now I'm coming at you with a different lens. So hopefully we can all learn together. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and post on your Instagram story. Tag me. I'll repost it. Love you a lot. Uh, Subscribe to the Patreon. And again, keep an eye on my Instagram stories. That's where I ask questions. Or you can go to my Instagram bio and submit yours there. I think that's everything. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I will see you next Monday. And remember to be safe, be kind, be hot. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the -the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.